You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Who is that guy? Who is he? Ordinary looking guy, not a bad looking guy, just like a, well, kind of generic looking man. There should be nothing generic about this guy. He should be, the whole country should know who Michael Sussman is. Michael Sussman, lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign that may have been the critical link in this whole Russia hoax. So, He's finally in federal court. He's facing charges of lying to the FBI. He's in a fair amount of trouble right now, big trouble. John Durham is the prosecutor. You know he's been looking into the Russia hoax uh, for a couple of years now. Finally, finally, someone's going to stand trial. But nobody seems to know about it. I watched all of the network news. I've gone through all the papers. Not one word about this case. Why is it? Why is that? Well, let's see if we can figure out this riddle. Anti-Trump bias, pro-Democrat media. Yeah, because whenever any figure in Trump world was remotely accused of everything, well, they stopped everything and went bananas. Remember Paul Manafort? Paul Manafort wasn't a famous person. Not really. People knew him in political circles until he got caught up in, well, the web of Trump haters. And then everything fell apart. And then his trial his trial, which had basically nothing to do with Trump, they did go bananas. Day 558 of the Trump administration and day one of the Paul Manafort trial. Paul Manafort is in U.S. District Court right now as day one in the first trial related to the special counsel Robert Mueller's gets underway. This is a huge day, the first public glimpse into Robert Mueller's world since he launched this investigation. Today, Paul Manafort has his day in court. Paul Manafort will be back in court this morning for the second day of his high stakes criminal trial. Wow, high stakes criminal trial. Paul Manafort, they're all there. Nora O'Donnell, Lester, Bill, all of them. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Sussman, this is the only picture we could get. <laughs> there, there's nobody covering this thing. Mr. Sussman is an important figure in all of this. Uh, but I guess he has what? Democrat media immunity? Hey, remember uh, Roger Stone? Now, Roger Stone, colorful guy, lots of people know who he is but not so much outside of the political world up until, again, he got ensnared in the world of Trump haters. And then all hell broke loose. 
Roger Stone's trial kicking off with jury selection today. Jury selection starts today in the criminal trial of longtime Trump advisor Roger Stone. The trial of former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone continued Wednesday in Washington. The biggest case out of the Mueller report, the criminal trial of Roger Stone begins. Wow! That's pretty intense. Sounds like a movie almost. And it goes on and on and on like this. Any minor, mediocre, average, superlative, whatever, if you're in Trump world, they want to get you in trouble and they'll make the biggest deal out of it. George Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos has cooperated now with authorities and it notes here that he has met with the government on numerous occasions to, quote, provide information and answer questions. Papadopoulos has cut a deal with Mueller. The Papadopoulos case is is huge. The special counsel announced a plea deal with a former Trump campaign advisor who's agreed to cooperate. The sentencing this evening of a member of President Trump's campaign team and the special counsel's Russia investigation, George Papadopoulos, to just a two-week sentence, a two-week sentence. There were harsher sentences on Andy Griffin. Wow. Wall-to-wall coverage. Not a word about this Sussman case, which is far bigger, far more relevant. All right, so let's put up the uh, the defendants we've been talking about. We got four of them. The three associated with Trump world in any way, shape, or form, no matter how minor. Wall-to-wall media coverage. Prosecutors go totally nuts. With Sussman, a key player in Clinton land, Media silence. Prosecutors take a million years to do anything. And by the way, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for uh, what John Durham is doing. Uh, But I'll come on. Let's get anyway. Trump was right. The radical left Democrats are trying to rip our nation apart. First, it was the Russia hoax, total hoax. It was a failed overthrow attempt and the biggest fraud in the history of our country. He's totally right. He's totally right. He's always right. He's almost always right when especially when they don't believe him. Wow. When they resist, you know, he's right. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no e- real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. (laughs) And it's true. This phony baloney investigation initiated by uh, the Clinton campaign and the sealed dossier, actually. Yeah. Michael Sussman took phony information from a tech executive. He was being paid by Hillary Clinton. And then he pays a visit to the FBI and says, oh, I've got all this information. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Now, the prosecutor believes that that was a great big lie. Oh, you know what's fascinating? Look at these text messages from Sussman to the chief lawyer at the FBI, a guy named Baker. Jim, Jim Baker, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? 
and this is the critical part that the, uh, the prosecutors think is a lie, I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. I just want to help the bureau. Mind you, he's working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. The chief lawyer drops everything. Okay, I will find the time. 2 p.m. in my office, do you have a badge or do you need help getting into the building? Look at this. Michael Sussman, ordinary lawyer, just doing his own uh, work here. I have a badge. <laughs> Please remind me of your room number, which he helpfully provides. How about that for swamp? How about that for swamp? Hey, it gets even swampier. Who remembers Robbie Mook? Robbie Mook was the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. There he is over Hillary's shoulder. He testified today and uh, he said that he gave the information to the media. This phony information that was going to the FBI, he also gave it to the media. Going to the FBI does not seem like a very effective way to get that information out to the public. We do that through the media, he said. Next up, uh, Mook also said that somewhere around that time, he informed Clinton personally and she concurred. I discussed it with Hillary as well, Mook said. She agreed to that. She thought we made the right decision. Wow. All these people doing all this stuff for Hillary. Why Hillary? What's so special about her? Huh? I mean, she's a flawed candidate, a flawed secretary of state, a flawed first lady. Yet you got all these people seemingly willing to break the law to help her. Her? With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? I, I just don't understand why all these people would go to such lengths to help her and to help Joe Biden. Really, ruining this country, burning it to the ground to get Trump out, to get this guy in. Does that make any sense? You know, really... They're so terrified of Trump. I mean, they've let their imagination run away from them. But the real threat to America was never Trump. Trump is a, the, I think, could save America. But it's their overreaction, liberal overreaction to Trump that threatens America. Big time. These people have convinced themselves of so many lies about Trump and his supporters, and they will do anything. And it is, at times, tearing this country apart. It doesn't have to be this way. All right, I want to wrap up the first part of the show with something uh, kind of bizarre, kind of funny. Doctora Jill Biden, not a real doctora, she was in Ecuador? South Ecuador. And um, listen to how she greeted the audience. She made such a big deal about saying good afternoon in Spanish. Thank you for your warm hospitality and welcome. I am honored to be here in this beautiful capital today. And on behalf of my husband and the people of the United States, Buenas tardes. On behalf of her husband, the president, and the people of the United States, good afternoon. I mean, I could see I bring you peace, I bring you, but good afternoon. All right. So on behalf of The Greg Kelly Show, Newsmax in general, producers, production assistants, techies, graphics department, I say we'll be back after the break. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? 
You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? Fake news. They really lost their minds. Oh, boy, did they go crazy embracing everything Black Lives Matter, totally hyping and distorting the death of George Floyd beyond all recognition, beyond all reason. And these are some of the results. I have directed our foundation to contribute 10 million U.S. dollars to racial justice charities. We took a goal last year to double the number of level eight and level 10 um, black leaders that we had. We've been rooting out all the racially insensitive language that's lived in all these kind of tech documentation, APIs and technology for a long time. And the unfinished work of racial justice and equality call us all to account now and always. The initiative will challenge the systemic barriers to opportunity and dignity that exist for communities of color and particularly for the black community. We as Caucasians, until we're willing to just, you know, pick up the baton and fight for our black African-American brothers and sisters, which they are as one human race, uh, we're shameful. We're just adding to it. Speak for yourself. Uh, is that the Chick-fil-A? It is the Chick-fil-A guy. I have no idea what any of these people are talking about, why they were so pressured into overreacting to the death of George Floyd. I didn't like the video, but I can put it in perspective. Can't you? One person, career criminal, the cops. What can you say? Well, you can say a lot of things, actually, that aren't politically correct, that the public would not tolerate that George Floyd had enough fentanyl to kill him. They had a panic attack in the back of the car, and the cops at one point were trying to help him. That Chauvin, as horrible as it looked, the knee on the neck, it was actually a maneuver authorized in the Minneapolis Police Department patrol book. But no, we're not going to think about any of that. We're just going to rearrange society at every level, every level. This came to our attention. Princeton University, formerly a pretty prestigious place, now it's as crazy as anything, in the aftermath of Floyd, uh, like everybody else, they went nuts. But the faculty got together and wrote this uh, totally bizarre letter calling for, well, let's take a look. They will reward the invisible work done by faculty of color with course relief and summer salary, special treatment for people of color. Goes on, faculty of color hired at the junior level should be guaranteed one additional semester of sabbatical. Uh, we call upon the administration to block the mechanisms that have allowed systemic racism to work visibly and invisibly in Princeton's operations. Give seats at your decision-making table to people of color who are actively anti-racist and inclusive in their practices. Redress the demographic disparity on Princeton's faculty immediately and, and exponentially by hiring more faculty of color. By the way, you know how hard that is to do exponentially? No. Looking for quick fixes? Mm -mm. Elevate faculty of color to prominent leadership positions. Educate the Princeton University community about the legacy of slavery and white supremacy. Now, that used to look kind of laughable, but Joe Biden himself is talking about this. So one teacher there, Josh Katz, stood up and said, you know what? This is crazy. <laughs> uh, this doesn't make sense. 
And what are they trying to do? They went through his personnel file. It looks like they're trying to get him in trouble on something that may or may not have happened all the way back in 2006. 2006, a complaint about an inappropriate relationship 16 years ago. 16 years ago? When was George Floyd? Two years ago. Does that seem fair? He's looking at a lawsuit, all kinds of other things. I wish him luck. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is in South Korea. And what a disaster it's been so far. Uh, He is not an effective representative of our country. Of course, he looks weak and he's making mistakes all over the place. He even got the name of the president of South Korea wrong. Thank you all very much. And President Moon. President Moon. Who's President Moon? President Moon is the ex-president of South Korea. Now, Joe was able to uh, figure it out uh, eventually. Thank you all very much. And President Moon, Yoon, thank you for everything you've done so far. Appreciate it. Okay, it was a quick recovery. But again, this is the guy who's supposed to know all these world leaders, right? Yeah, President Yoon, he's the uh, he's the present guy. Look, Joe probably has extra pressure because he's in Asia. And that is the scene of the crime. Um, Remember Joe and China and Hunter in China? There's a new allegation that Hunter made a lot of money in China, even though Joe Biden denied it. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. You know how you can tell this is a phony denial? how he kind of gets lost at the key moment in the middle of his denial. One more time. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. In terms of uh, what are you talking about uh, in terms related to China in that regard? Uh, yeah, well, he did, actually. Let's go to NBC News. NBC reports Biden made $5.8 million, more than half his total earnings from 2013 to 2018, from two deals with Chinese business interests. And 10% to the big guy, or maybe half to the big guy, based on his text message to his own daughter. We will see. All right, something else to cover. Leah Thomas, remember her and that whole fiasco? Well, you thought that perhaps after that, sports would come to its senses. No. Every sport seems to have gone crazy woke, including skateboarding. This is uh, Taylor Silverman. She is a very, very good skateboarder. Um, But she recently came in second place to an individual who's biologically a man. Lillian Gallagher, who used to be, well, not Lillian, a man, uh, but now transgender. And The uh, woman is really upset about this. She put this statement out. Red Bull was sponsoring the the contest. I deserve to be in first place, be acknowledged for my win, and get paid. Yeah, money's at stake here. I reached out to Red Bull and was ignored. I am sick of being bullied into silence. Good for her. Good for her for speaking out. Yeah, there's money at stake. It's not just a trophy. College, these folks make their money this way. It's also happening in surfing. Are you familiar with this individual, Sasha Jane Lowerson? Uh, neither am I, but uh, transgender woman. And she just placed first in a great big surfing competition in Australia. 43 years old, wins the title as a transgender woman, previously won it as a man. This is wrong, and it continues. 
And who's got their back again? Yep, him. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. How about seeing Americans and having our back, America, try bringing us together like you promised to do? Pathetic. We will be right back after this. It's the woke movement. Our country is bad. Our values are evil. Our history is deplorable. They want to destroy traditional America. Find out who's behind this movement in Woke America on Newsmax. Presidents normally are not like Joe Biden. They don't try to make children afraid of other children or race hostile toward members of other races. This is very, very unusual and sad. It doesn't have to be this way. Remember what you saw in Charlottesville four years ago on television? Neo-Nazis, white supremacists, the KKK coming out of those fields at night, Virginia, with lighted torches, the veins bulging on their as they were screaming. We know how deep-rooted racism is in this country. We saw the Klan marching here in Howell generations ago, and again in recent years. They're forced to live in fear for their lives, just walking down streets in America. The venom of the haters and their weapons of war, the violence and the words and deeds the, 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 that stalk our streets, our stores, our schools. The venom, the hatred is coming from him. This is a great country with great people. Why does he always dwell on, on ghosts, ghosts of the past, ghosts that are a half century, a century old? He's living in another era, and he's doing it for his own personal gain, political gain. I think he would gain more by uniting us, but no, for him, he's owned by the woke left, and that's who he wants to appease. But again, this is unusual for presidents. Presidents are usually full of hope and talking about the goodness of America. And nobody could do that better than Ronald Reagan. Here in this land, we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. I've always believed that this blessed land was set apart in a special way that some divine plan placed this great continent here between the oceans to be found by people from every corner of the earth who had a special love for freedom and the courage to uproot themselves, leave homeland and friends to come to a strange land. It's impossible to capture in words the splendor of this vast continent which God has granted as our portion of his creation. There are no words to express the extraordinary strength and character of this breed of people we call America. We have every right to dream heroic dreams. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. What a great man. How beautiful, how beautiful. Sometimes Joe tries to inspire every now and then. And when he does, 
Well, he's no Ronald Reagan, is he? I know this. It's never, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Never. We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. And there's nothing, nothing we can't do if we do it together. No wonder why this guy was always considered a joke in Washington. Ronald Reagan actually had particular contempt for Joe Biden. No respect for him whatsoever. Joe was in the Senate when Reagan was president. You know, all this talk of white supremacy, it's, it's not America. It's not who we are. And I think this is amazing proof. Now, I was no fan of Kathy Barnett, okay? I had big problems with her and her resume, and I think she was making stuff up. But uh, there are a lot of people who really believed in her. And you know who they were? Hardcore MAGA people. <laughs> I love them. And they loved her, though. Now, again, I think they were fooled and they were betting on the wrong candidate. But um, this is a white supremacy country. You got to be kidding me. Bite your tongue, Joe Biden. Kathy Barnett, I know we had our differences, but um, you impressed me. You impressed me. Um, and maybe we'll meet someday. All right. Good luck to you. More importantly, good luck to Dr. Oz. I'll be right back. Being black and voting Democrat, do they really need to go together? Now, African-Americans speak out about the real agenda of the Democratic Party and why so many are breaking away. Watch Systematic Deception on Newsmax TV. Atlanta. Used to be one of my favorite cities, went there all the time. I wouldn't go there anymore. Oh my gosh, violence is crazy. Did you see this not too long ago? Poor guy shot rather casually by somebody. Never seen anything quite like it. Usually a guy runs away after shooting somebody or at least acts nervous. This guy was totally, totally under control. So strange. And now the city of Atlanta, they wanna build a new training facility and guess who's uh, for cops? Well, it's been taken over by crazy Antifa types. Oh, yeah. And they've built their own little chaz or chop zone. You know, they intend to live there to prevent the cops and first responders from building a training facility. And it looks like they're, well, they're setting up shop and they, they might even be winning this fight. It makes sense that if you live in or around Atlanta, <laughs> you may want to break away from Atlanta. You're looking at Buckhead, a beautiful section of Atlanta. And um, I've been there many times. It's really cool. And guess what? Buckhead is thinking, maybe we don't want to be part of Atlanta anymore. Bill White is the chairman and CEO of the Buckhead City Committee. It's a volunteer group aimed at making Buckhead a wealthy Atlanta suburb, its own city. And I think it's a pretty good idea. Hey, Bill, good to see you again. Bill's an old friend. Welcome to Newsmax. How are you? Hey, Greg, how are you, sir? I'm so proud of you. We love your show, and uh, it's great to be on to talk about this. No one knows more about this stuff than you, so thanks for having us on. Well, many thanks, but hey, you're the Atlanta expert. I love Atlanta. It seems to be falling apart. Tell us, uh, is there any pushback? These radical people funded by uh, Antifa are setting up camp in a section that, you know, the first responders want to use as a training facility. Yeah, no, it's crazy, Greg. Listen, this uh, this is a cycle of uh, uh, real problems here for us. You know, our murder rate is around 70 percent. We had two murders in the last 48 hours, one at a restaurant. Everybody was dining 
This uh, gentleman started shooting and was eventually killed uh, yesterday morning at a gas station. Someone was shot. Uh, rape is up about 300 percent in Atlanta. So here we are. We have a mayor, a Democratic mayor that was just elected. He voted to defund the police when he was on the city council just about a year and a half ago. So no cops want to come to work in Atlanta to begin with. Now they finally decide to build a training facility to hire the few cops that we're about to get. And here we have these uh, crazy folks trying to stop that. And listen, when it gets uh, cute, you saw the dancing there and, you know, that that, you know, you can understand that we don't want to destroy the forest. But when you start throwing Molotov cocktails at the state patrol and the Atlanta Police Department, game over. And this mayor is so weak, Greg. You know, he should have been out there, called the FBI, cleared them out. There were some things that took place that should not have. And it's indicative of where we're going. That's why we want to leave. Uh, we love Atlanta. We love Buckhead. But uh, we can't get the proper protection and people's lives are at risk here. You mentioned the Molotov cocktail. Yeah, we have police responding and a Molotov cocktail. It looks like it misses them by a by by a bit. Uh, but the guy just overthrew it. Take a look at this. You'll see the cops react and the Molotov cocktail explode. All right. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Greg, just before that, uh, you can't see it. Those are three Atlanta police officers. Thank God they weren't hurt. You know, I think of your father and all the people we love in law enforcement. Uh, a Georgia State Patrol car had just driven by that gate entrance about 20 seconds before in that video, and he would have been hit for sure. So, you know, enough is enough. We have to love on our police. We have to respect our police. We have to pay them well. We have to train them well. And uh, this this craziness has just got to stop. You know, when we're talking about Buckhead City, uh, the mayor says, oh, he doesn't want us to leave. You know, he wants to keep taking our, our money and, and uh, giving it out to things which we think are kind of um, not helping the public safety issue. And we want to hire 250 cops. He's hired about 23 cops in the first six months. So by the time we get 250 cops, you and I will be 90 years old. <laughs> We've got to take things into our own hand and we're going to get it done. You know, like good old New York guys know how to do. I love it. I love it. Hey, tell us a little bit about Buckhead. And uh, I mean, how serious, how, how easy, this is not easy. So no. are you, are you, is there momentum here? Buckhead is its own little neighborhood in, let's take a look at Buckhead because it's got those beautiful stores and, uh, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just a slice of heaven. It almost is like. It's almost like Beverly Hills um, of, of, Los An of, 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 of Atlanta. You guys yes. want to become your own city. Can you do it? Yes, sir. So we have uh, six bills uh, coming up in January in the Georgia legislature. They have to give us the right to have a cityhood ballot. Uh, we have 80,000 legally registered voters. We would be voting in May or November of next year. Uh, four other cities just got the right to do that. And they all surround Buckhead, by the way. We're surrounded by independent cities, Vining, Sandy Springs, Brookhaven. So, you know, we're the first one to break away from an existing city. Those other ones are unincorporated areas that want to get out of the county that they're in. But listen, uh, we have the momentum. We have a statewide ballot initiative uh, on the Georgia ballot. So your listeners, who I know love you here from Georgia, Go on the Republican ballot. It's question number eight. Vote yes to allow Buckhead City to be on the ballot. Uh, we're backing Burt Jones for lieutenant governor. He is going to have the gavel. Greg, you know, that's a, two important spots, right? The speaker and the lieutenant governor, right? In yeah. New York, lieutenant governor kind of works for the, the governor in Arizona. There isn't a lieutenant governor in Georgia. The lieutenant governor is powerful. 
So we're backing the guy that's backing us, and hopefully we'll be on, on the ballot in May. We're polling at 72%, by the way, so oh. that's huge. Uh, in the meantime, you got some new neighbors you got to look out for. Antifa has been recruiting people to show up at that uh, forest spot that they want to take over. Let's take a look at some of these individuals. Stills, SBS of the activists and mugshots. Go ahead and put them up from DeKalb County. They're being funded by uh, Antifa, and there's a GoFundMe page that's been set up. I understand that GoFundMe would not support uh, the truckers in Canada, but GoFundMe uh, supports these degenerates uh, setting up an illegal camp uh, where law enforcement wants to use it. That's right. It's, cra it's crazy, Greg. When you think about it, it's a very dangerous group. Uh, the Atlanta Police Department, who are great men and women, they love their job. They love protecting the city. <clears throat> you know, they are very focused on this, and it's a, it's a dangerous group. We have the GBI involved, the FBI involved. Listen, what Antifa did here in uh, in Atlanta with the Black Lives Matter. You know, that's a, a, a well-run charity, as you know. Uh, uh, the, the money that is coming in to fund this kind of stuff is crazy. So we have to fight back, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're not going to tolerate Atlanta not giving us our police protection and people being afraid just to go out and get gas, Greg. My sister-in-law will not go to the gas station without a gun in her pocket, and she's got a 10- and 12-year-old. Wow. And, uh, you know, that just shouldn't be happening in a beautiful place, like you said, uh, which Buckhead definitely is. If you want more information, uh, the website is BECnow.com. Be what, be what does that stand for? Uh, it's the Buckhead Exploratory Committee. And now is uh, the only way we got to go because we want our freedom today. All right. Beck, Beck now, BECnow.com. Bill White, chairman and CEO. Good to see you again, Bill. Thank you very much. We'll be right Thank back. You. Semper Fi, Greg. Thanks. Hoorah. Joe Biden talking down about America again. I found it. I find him reprehensible. America's a good place. Our American president does not seem to be all that into us. Welcome back, everybody. I'd like to welcome to the show Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host. Good to see you again, Mark. And Christopher Nixon Cox, lawyer, international businessman, and member of the board of directors of the Nixon Foundation. He is the grandson of Richard Nixon, the 37th president of the United States. Um, gentlemen, you know, uh, no previous president that I can recall, with a possible exception of Jimmy Carter, was this down on America. Christopher, what do you think? I've never seen such negative leadership. This is the polar opposite, by the way, of Richard Nixon. You're absolutely right. And that's a great point you made about Richard Nixon. When you listen to my grandfather's speeches in 1968 and 1972 in the Republican conventions, he talked about a little boy. He talked about a little boy who grew up poor, uh, who you know had to work very hard for everything that he got in his life. But because he lived in America with hard work, he could succeed. And that was my grandfather's message in that convention. It wasn't a dark vision of America. It was actually a bright vision of America. And in his administration, he wanted everyone in America, white, brown, yellow, black, everyone to benefit from the American dream. That's a message of hope. And I think that any politician that doesn't have that forward message, forward looking message of hope is in deep, deep trouble. And I think it's in Biden's that it's in Biden's political interest to start talking about hope and a message that brings uh, the prosperity of America to all. That's what he needs to be talking about, not about these negative 
backwards looking messages that he has been talking about recently. You know, and when 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 Joe Biden turns on the hope, <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Here's Joe Biden being optimistic about America. I know this. It's never, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Never. We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. And there's nothing, nothing we can't do if we do it together. Mark Simone, it gives you chills, uh, that kind of eloquence. Well, he's so confused. That's the good part. You know, he looks so angry when he said that. The other stuff, he looks so happy. You know, the great uh, columnist Charles Payne, who's uh, African-American, he said he can't stand this Joe Biden trying to terrorize the African-American community. He said for a, a young uh, African-American 17-year-old to watch this guy tell him that uh, he's in danger, that people are hunting him, that uh, he doesn't have any equal opportunity or that everything's stacked against him. It's just horrible. It's just awful. You're, you're right. Ronald Reagan was the most encouraging president, talking about that shining city on the hill. And he meant it. He was sincere, something Biden would never be able to do. Actually, we have a little bit of Ronald Reagan. And if you don't mind, I'd like to play it just a little bit. Boy, oh boy. And I know he was an ally and a friend of uh, your grandfather's. Let's take a listen, please. Here in this land, we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. I've always believed that this blessed land was set apart in a special way, that some divine plan placed this great continent here between the oceans to be found by people from every corner of the earth who had a special love for freedom right. and the courage to uproot themselves. And, and <laughs> this is how it's done. This is how American presidents. Uh, what do you think the end game here? Uh, why would Joe Biden, Christopher, uh, be so anti-American when he's the American president? Well, unfortunately, I think there are vast pieces of his base, which I think is shrinking at this point, but vast pieces of his base that are anti-American. I think when you look at Antifa and some of these uh, characters on the left, they're really trying to tear down the values that made America so great. And I say this in all seriousness, that's a small sliver of the Democratic Party. And by catering to that base, President Biden is actually pushing away those moderate Democrats that backed Ronald Reagan in Macomb County in Michigan, that backed Richard Nixon in 1972 against the excesses of George McGovern. These Democrats are being pushed out of the party. So I think it's a losing strategy, but somehow he thinks he needs to appeal to his base and get him out. I don't think it's going to work. You know, he was in he's in Asia right now, Joe Biden. He was in South Korea and he mixed up the name of the president. He said President Moon, who was the old president, is President Yoon. I think that's kind of a big deal. And this, Mark Simone, is exactly the kind of skill he was supposed to have. He was supposed to know all these people. He was supposed to have it straight. And he's failing spectacularly on the world stage stuff he was supposed to be good at. There are cabinet members who have told people they've come into the room and after a minute they realize Joe Biden doesn't recognize them, isn't doesn't know who they are. So he's a confused guy. The Democratic Party lost its way. Democrats can be positive and hopeful. JFK was so good at it. Bill Clinton, boy from hope, uh, did it. 
this is all just just trying to frighten people. It's all gimmicks. He visits a chip factory and takes a picture in a chip factory as if that's how you fix the chip shortage. You do it by <laughs> meeting and yelling and screaming in a conference room, not walking around taking pictures in the factory. <laughs> hey, the other thing, <laughs> here he is just walking around. He's, it's just not it's just not good. None of it's good. Uh, Michael Sussman is a Clinton lawyer uh, from the campaign of 2016. He's alleged to have lied to the FBI to have brought them phony information about Russian collusion in the Trump campaign. Michael Sussman, if he walked down the street, nobody would know him. Nobody would uh, think to, uh, oh, there's the guy from TV. He's in a lot of trouble. There is a total media blackout about this case. And I know that they went crazy about Manafort, about Papadopoulos, about Stone, about anybody the uh, associated with Trump who got into any kind of trouble, even if it was unrelated to Trump. It's so obvious to me the bias, Christopher. It's terrible. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse since my grandfather's time in the 1970s. And I think it's very sad. And my question is, it's look at the hypocrisy here. Uh, you even look at what you were referencing with President Biden earlier. The media was waiting on every word from President Trump, which, by the way, he was writing on his own. He was you know, doing it ad hoc at his speeches. He was doing more effective speeches than a 40 year old could do. And the media was waiting uh, for one word, one slip up. Uh, to jump on him to say that President Trump wasn't mentally there. And you then see all the material with President Biden and you just say, look at the hypocrisy. And, you know, can't the media just for once be honest and upfront with us? And it's just sad that the mainstream media is not giving the Americans the facts that they need. And, uh, you know, thank goodness we have people like you and Newsmax to stand up for what's right and to show the American people what's really going on. Media is... My gosh, they were against your grandfather. They were they were so unfair to him. But the people, the people were totally on his side. Hey, Mark Simone, you've actually run into Joe Biden a number of times. Yeah. MC'd events in Washington, D.C. You've seen him the way few other people have seen him. What was your takeaway? He uh, He's a very strange guy. There's a weirdness about him in person. Also, I noticed at the table would be other senators, Democrats, uh, Republicans. And whenever Joe would talk, they'd roll their eyes. I, I could see they just thought he was a lovable dunce, which is what he always was. Uh, he, he's just like a cheap politician who hasn't got a sincere bone in his body. Again, everything's gimmicks. <laughs> Uh, he, he can't communicate. Uh, one of the problems with the stock market right now, you need a president can communicate, reassure the Wall Street, reassure the public. And he can't do that. And I would love to talk to your grandfather right now about uh, Joe Biden. He was actually in the U.S. Senate when your grandfather was president. And I have a feeling he certainly had his number. <laughs> there was nobody smarter, <laughs> nobody intellectually more powerful than Richard M. Nixon, uh, when it came to the presidency, maybe Tom Jefferson, somebody like that. But he was up there. Christopher Nixon Cox, we thank you. Mark Simone, we thank you very much. Check him out on iHeartRadio. And we'll be right back. Big news from the app world. The Newsmax TV app has been downloaded more than 5 million times since Election Day. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere. News that you can trust. Newsmax. 
Real news for real people. Newsmax cuts through the noise to deliver the inside look and breaking stories you can trust. No bias, no BS. Unintimidated and unafraid. Every minute, every day. Don't get outfoxed. Get the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. Hey, everybody. Stinchfield is next. Have a great weekend. 